Welcome to the Empower, Solve, Protect podcast, hosted by David Levine, founder and CEO of Go West IT. Go West IT guides businesses to opportunity while protecting them from harm on the digital frontier. The Empower, Solve, Protect podcast explores digital transformation strategies and journeys of successful entrepreneurs and business leaders. Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Empower, Solve, Protect, where we talk with business leaders about digital transformation. I am very pleased to have with me today Jeff Mostek. Jeff is involved with the Colorado Technology Association, Colorado Companies to Watch, the West Metro Chamber of Commerce, and the Colorado Titan 100 organizations. He's been in the insurance industry for 15 years, and he's the vice president of Alliance Insurance Group. Alliance helps their clients with business insurance, including cyber, uh, payroll, benefits, and HR consulting. So Jeff, thanks so much for taking the time to be with me today. Uh, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Likewise, I'm really happy to be here and talking with you, David. Yeah, Thank we've you. had some great conversations before. I know a little bit about uh, who you are, but can you would you mind just letting me know kind of how did you get here? You've got a great career. You've got a lot of expertise. How did you get here? Yeah, you know, I, I feel really fortunate. You know, I've, I've been in this industry for 15 years um, and my career has evolved into um, working with uh, small mid-sized companies really helping them understand risk their exposures to their business um, and I, I think my past experience before getting to insurance really helped you know I, I owned a, a small print broker company um, been in a few different sales capacities uh, my first sales job was selling copiers in the Midwest so uh, door knocking doing the whole the whole shooting match it was a lot of fun and learned a lot um, uh, worked for some larger companies, worked for some smaller companies, led teams, which is always fun helping people develop their sales skills and interpersonal skills and business acumen. Um, so it's it's been a, a, a fantastic journey. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, but um, I think one thing that I've always kind of gravitated to is challenging myself. Um, growing as an individual, growing as a professional so I can help my clients more. Um, it, it's it's been it's been fun. I've been with Alliance going on 10 years and it's been a great home for me. Um, the camaraderie in our office, what we've built. Um, we we started off, we were a pretty small firm and still considered kind of small in the big picture of insurance. Um, but we invest a lot of time and energy into education and growth and, and helping our customers. And it's just been a perfect fit for me, building, helping build an organization. It's been very rewarding. So I'm super grateful more than anything. Yeah, that's great. I, I love hearing stories like that. You know, I didn't know this about you, that you had some experience in copier sales. The number of really good business leaders who have a sales um, capability almost baked in, the number of those that go back to copier sales is really incredible. I know back in the day, Xerox was kind of the model for sales training, yeah. um, but that just permeated that industry. So that's an interesting thread. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Well, it's funny. I, I wanted, I got into that business because I, I thought I wanted to be in medical sales and that's, that's kind of the lead in, right? Like you go earn your, earn your keep doing that and it's a hard business it's it's 
it obviously evolved. It's very technical now. It's not just selling copiers and I'm aging myself a little bit, but fax machines and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but it was, you know, a good a good training ground, and it you kind of build that sales muscle, your your resiliency and uh, kind of stick to itiveness. I guess it's a good way to put it. But um, yeah, I, I love the challenge of of being in sales and helping people. Um, insurance is, is a funny business at times because um, it's, it, you know, it, we get kind of commoditized as an industry, but the reality is we offer uh, valuable insight and help and, and protection to companies so they can use it as a tool to grow their business. And, yeah. and you know, there's a lot of threats out there. Yeah, for so. sure. Well, that's a that's a good segue. So, you know, what we do on this podcast is we talk about digital mm -hmm. transformation. Um, I found that it means something a little bit different to everybody. It's a buzzword that gets thrown around a lot today. Um, but I, you know, when I when I talk about it, I find most business leaders have some definition of what that is. What does digital transformation mean to you? You know, it's a great question. I, I think, um, you know, we're in an age like everybody's talking about AI and chat GPT and, and, and it can feel threatening at times, um, probably in a lot of different industries, not just ours. And I think understanding where the world is going is super important, the speed at which business is done today. Um, you know, I think back to the fax machine, people were probably threatened by the fax machine, right? The courier services and different stuff, but it, I think yeah, I, I thought about a lot about this in the last five years, right? Um, the internet is so fast. The the way we change information and exchange information and is just unbelievably quick and results oriented is you know productivity. Uh, I, so I, I think for us as an agency, we think you know a, a, a large budget item for us as an agency back in the day and still still kind of is is how do we use the internet to help us grow our business right how do we get information out to people how do we build a vertical um and using seo and and, and different different uh avenues of how you find prospects i guess is the best way to put it um so we've spent a lot of time doing that and that's evolved to different things internally that we do. Um, and then the chat GPT and AI, all this stuff, we we were thinking about it and we're like, hey, we can either use this tool to help grow our business and understand the marketplace more, or we can roll over and just become fossilized in an industry that could really use some digital transformation. It, it It's at times it feels archaic the way things are underwritten or whatnot. But um, I think for, for for me and for us, we're, we're constantly trying to get better and grow and use use that new technology to our advantage uh, rather than feeling threatened by it. Um, I don't have my head completely around it, to be honest, because it is complex. And thankfully, we have a team that in our office that works on that kind of stuff religiously. Um, mm -hmm. Like you and I were talking uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, about how do we, what other things out there 
are are there that we can use to help grow our business? You know, whether it's AI or if it's some sort of outsourcing, if it's uh, there's so many things to uncover. It, maybe it's a new piece of software. We've implemented two, two or three new pieces of software this year, and that's that's a challenge, right? So, but at the end of the day, does it lead to more productivity? Does it help us um, bond with our our clients more? Uh, does it help them grow their business? Um, so there's so many things to think about, but I, I and I, it's a great question. I don't exactly completely know how to under how to answer it, but it's a great question. Yeah, I I love the way you approach that. Um, you kind of gave us some insight as to what you're doing at Alliance. Um, I think the one of the key things when I talk to business leaders about digital transformation or AI, since you brought that up, is you really have to start getting your arms around this at an ideation level. Like you have to be thinking about what is this going to mean for my business? What's it going to mean for the industry? And mm -hmm. how am I going to participate in that? I, you yeah. know, there's probably some people that are saying, I'm not going to participate in that. I'm not ready. I don't want to think about it. I've got bigger things to deal with. You know, there's going to be some businesses that live for a long time in that world. There's, but I think the bigger opportunity is businesses who grapple with it. I, at some level, you're going to grapple with it, whether you like it or not. Um, yeah. So maybe thinking about grappling with it in a real positive way is uh, it's that's the way I would approach things is, you know, hey, this is reality. I'm going to get my arms around it and conversations, listening, reading, participating in, you know, panels, that sort of thing is where I think people get a, a foothold in how they might leverage it. So I, I appreciate your approach to that. And I, I feel the same way you do. Yeah, it's funny because you feel like you're slowing down, right? You, you're like, okay, but you to really get a vision for it and understand it, you have to take a step back and look at look at different angles. And some are threats, some are opportunities is kind of how, how I look at it. Um, but I, th I think at the end of the day, if you look at the threats and go, okay, how can we turn these into opportunities uh, yeah. from a business standpoint? And how yeah. can we, I mean, ultimately, one of, you know, everybody studies the why and whatever, and all these different philosophies of what your MO is. And my MO is to deliver a great experience for our customers and build teams around, around our customers to help them uh, with insurance. Yes, but there's other, there's other things that business owners are to use your word grappling with right hr there's there's hiring practices there's all, all kinds of stuff that there are tools out there and i feel like my job is to find those tools disseminate that information at times to certain customers that are, are struggling with something or just need somebody to talk to and listen because yeah. usually you can kind of formulate um strategies out of just just talking through stuff yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I know I'd you're like, really good at that. Like you'll, well, you'll, you and I, in our conversations, it's very open. It's um, opportunities yeah. to grow. I enjoy it. I enjoy those conversations. I almost always learn something. You mentioned something about feeling like you're slowing down. Um, mm -hmm. I I was involved with Vistage for many, many years, a CE group in Vistage. And uh, the chair of my group, uh, Don Myers, very wise man, uh, was would often say sometimes you need to go slow to go fast. And so you kind of need to slow down and have those conversations. So I'd like to pivot if we can a little bit to sure, risk. You're course. a risk expert. Um, so we've talked a little bit about digital transformation. There's a, there is risk 
involved with digital transformation. And it's not just the transformation, it's data in general. So there's, you know, data privacy concerns, there's reliance on data. When people start relying on data, then they might they might make wrong decisions. They might make the uh, a, a, a bad decision based on bad data. There's reliance on systems and access to data. There's connectivity. You know, in, th in this world, if we, if any of those things are disrupted, it can bring harm to businesses. And mm -hmm. clearly, there's some cyber risk there. Um, I think uh, I, you know, cyber question, cyber insurance questionnaires are getting much, much better, longer, yeah. more difficult. We help customers complete those on a regular basis. I think that cyber insurance companies are maybe uh, the best organizations at assessing risk and mm -hmm. and working to mitigate risk. So I look at those questionnaires as a as a leading indicator of what's important to focus on for small businesses. Yeah, if they're if they're underwriting policies, um, I like you know, math. yeah, no worries. Right. If if they're underwriting policies, you know, based on these questions, it's probably something uh, business owners should pay attention to. Um, do you, what can you share with us about cyber risk and kind of what you're seeing and, and changes in the industry? Um, you know, I am kind of prepping for this. I, I uh, leaned on a couple of underwriters I work with consistently and was like, hey, um, all they do is specific cyber stuff for us. And they're, they're always in the know. Um, you know, I think I'll start at the top. The The market for cyber is kind of softening from a pricing standpoint. Um, but we're seeing more claims, so I can't quite figure that part out. The frequency of claims are, are going up, uh, which indicates to me that the market's going to get a little more difficult, probably the end of this year, beginning of next year from a pricing standpoint. And even from an more importantly, probably to your question, from an underwriting standpoint, they're going to have to dig in a little deeper um, and, and understand uh, the data that you that you have housed, how you're doing it, when you're doing it, um, and, and what what outside of insurance, when you talk about the risk transfer part of it, what are you doing on the front front end to to mitigate risk, to protect that data and to I, I think more importantly protect your employees and protect your organization right um yeah from from loss and i i i'm sure we'll get into this but i i, I can point to a couple of claims examples that i see or or even near misses i think that those are important to talk about um yeah jeff i so glad you talked about risk mitigate mitigation versus risk transfer so I have absolutely seen business owners who have kind of taken an approach of I've got my cyber insurance policy, whether it's baked in under your general liability with and you know those sublimits sometimes don't go very far for businesses yes. on those general policies, or whether they have a, a separate cyber policy and they said, look, if something happens, I'm gonna lean on that cyber policy. So that's the transfer part, right? Yes. I, I want people to know that you don't want to experience an attack. You, you know, the best case is that you prevent an attack. You pay yeah. your premium. You don't deal with it. The impact that a cyber attack has on businesses that the owners, leaders, I mean, people lose sleep, a tremendous amount of guilt, a tremendous amount of turmoil that absolutely takes your focus off day to day yeah. business. Um, you know, it's it can be devastating. So I think your point about, you know, controls are important. 
so that yes. you mitigate the risk. And then there are no guarantees, right? It, as good as you might be with controls and as good as Go West is with cybersecurity, the cyber threat actors are still going to find their way through sometimes. So that's when you li- rely on that risk transfer, that, that policy. It's so important. It also today brings a lot of additional resources to the table. If you have a breach, there's a lot yes. of forensic work, data reparation, and I've seen that play out too. And it, that's a really important piece for businesses to know. So I'm really glad you keyed on that. Do you, you've probably seen some real world examples. Do you want to comment on that? Yeah. And I, I you know, I'll, I'll point to our organization. You know, for us, the the risk mitigation part is um, training our people on what to look for in these email scams, these phishing scams. Because um, they'll, well, even on your cell phone, they'll come across, they'll come across from a personal level to you individually. Then they'll come, they'll come to the business, and at times it's even these cell phone games that these criminals are 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 playing with people so we've gone as far as like what i do if i get one i forward it to our it guy like hey or i'll forward it to the team this is a this is a threat we experienced today be on the lookout so it's that constant just awareness part of it but we went recently um and put in our employee handbook for onboarding a separate section we'll never ask you on your cell phone to go buy gift cards. We will never ask you to use your own money. We will always over a text or an email. We'll go to you face to face if we're asking you to do something for a company or a customer. Um, we'll we'll do that personally. We won't we won't do it via electronic some device of some sort. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's the biggest part. You know, I, I talk to folks all the time about protecting their data and I'm like if you don't if you're not going to buy insurance you you should be best in class at risk mitigation um and I would say there are companies out there who won't spend the money on cyber insurance because they don't feel threatened they they, yeah. they think they're off the radar and they're yeah not. yeah I would say you want to be best in class in risk mitigation and you still need a cyber insurance policy um, Agreed. I, I think it's that's my guidance to businesses and for any yeah. business owners who think that they're flying under the radar, that they're too small to be attacked. That's kind of the security through obscurity mentality. And yeah. that is not security. Um, no. And I think small businesses are at risk as much, if not more than large businesses, because they're very easy targets. So I, I think you're spot on, Jeff, spot on. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to elaborate on some of the near misses, but I'll, yeah. I'll wait till you ask your question. No, that was exactly where I was going to go. Is oh. I, you know, talk about maybe how you've seen businesses deal with near misses and and ways that they can improve based on that. Usually, the near near misses lead to um, if they don't have cyber coverage, it leads to a phone call. Hey, Jeff, what can you do to help me with this? Or they experienced a, a loss, right? Um, a lot of these 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 scams it's so weird these criminals are watching they know if you're buying another building they know if you're making an investment or if you're moving cash around at times um so they'll they will key in on those those opportunities and they'll make a fake link hey like it's from the bank or the financing company hey we need you to send the wire transfer to this this deal and that's when 
the smart ones or the people that are more aware will go, hey, this is an issue. I'm not doing that. They'll pick up the phone, call the bank. Hey, did you send me another link? Um, that's that's probably one of the biggest ones I've seen. And then the yeah. fake the fake out of sending in new invoices from a new system to a customer to pay. Uh, I've seen some losses on that this last year to the tune. A couple, I mean, for a small business, a $60,000 loss is a big deal. Uh, yeah. A $10,000 loss can can hurt a business. Uh, it it yeah. doesn't really matter. The probably the size of the loss, it's it, it's impactful and it hurts their bottom line. You, you know, you think about these companies, they got to make payroll. Maybe they're a low margin company or they're having an off season or something. And those little hiccups along the way, large or small, can really they can shut a business down overnight. And all of a sudden you can't make payroll, so you can't do the work. And it's just a, a bad spiral. Um, yeah. But those so those two are ones I see all the time. In that in that credit card thing, go buy me gift or gift cards. Yeah, I've seen that one, and I you would think like that one's been pulled off for so long. You think people would go what? But it's usually a new employee that's onboarded, and it's a fake text or email from the boss who they want to please and you know prove their worth. Hey, I can be helpful. I can go out out of the box and really help build this company or whatnot. I've seen that one come across. It's like, man, sorry, they're already the gift cards have already been sent to whoever. Yeah. They're not recovering that money. And that's just a basic social engineering scam, right? There's no yep. technology involved there other than maybe nope. contacting someone via text. There's the control there is training their people. Um, so letting those new people know as they come into the organization, hey, this is how we operate. I'm not gonna ask you to put to charge things on your personal credit card. If I did, I'm gonna, like you said, be face to face. We did have a customer that experienced that one time and called me. And I, I get this call actually pretty regularly and say, what should we do about this? Should we let this person go? They made a mistake. I say, absolutely not. I said, you just, whatever the cost of that was, it was, you trained this person. They're never going to fall for that again. Don't right. send that well-trained person off to your competitor. Um, you know, make a point of sharing the experience with everyone in the organization. Hey, it was this new person. They thought they were doing the right thing. We don't want this to happen again. So spread the word and and know how we operate. Then they also this particular customer said, you know, what do we what do we do about this? I said, hey, you're you're kind of out of luck. That those cards yeah. are gone. I was wrong. Customer, oh, really? This customer is smarter than me. And they said, nope, we're not settling for that. They went, they got the card numbers and they spent the money as fast as they could. So they oh. went, to, you know, whatever the gift cards are for Target or Walmart or whatever, they bought sure. stuff for the business. So like if we're going to spend money, you know, if the money went out the door, we're going to make sure everybody gets, uh, you know, new new keyboards or we're going to spend it on, you know, uh, new shirts for everybody so that uh, we can spiff up our image or something. So that's a good tip for someone who yeah, loses that. That's, that's a good you, one. I like you got to work fast because the criminals do, too. But if you can <laughs> if you can catch it fast enough, you can yeah. make that happen. So, I know you, I, I, you hear the big ones. You know, you've got, I think Target was hit a couple of years ago and it's just a weird situation. So I think there's this misnomer. Oh, I'm a small business. I'm not susceptible. Um, it's just not true anymore. Uh, they're probably targeting that small mid-sized customer or type of business more than they are enterprise type risks or companies. Maybe yeah, not. Exactly right. I'm sure it's equaled out, but um, 
I hear that all the time. It's scares scares the daylights out of me. Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, Jeff, I, I've really enjoyed the conversation today. Is there anything you want to leave me with or other business leaders with, you know, comes out of this conversation or anything that's just top of mind for you? I, I think, you know, uh, not a sales pitch at all, but if if business owners are thinking about it, they don't have the coverage or they they want to make sure they have the right policy in place, get with their broker or their agent, scrub, scrub it down, know what they have from a coverage standpoint because a lot of these policies aren't built the same um and just know what you have right and then know what the threats are to your business there are certain carriers out there and you and i've talked about this as well they will do these carriers want to do their due, due diligence as well so they'll scrub things pre-offer of a quote for you as a business owner and build a report out and i'm sure you guys do some of this work as well it's probably a huge part of your business but pair that up with your it person hey here's the threats we currently have or we're doing really good in this spot we could improve here you know just be mindful and, and think through this um you know there's all kinds of things that a business owner needs to worry about outside of you know gl work comp and all that stuff but sit down and you know do a swot analysis kind of and Think of what could really hurt the business and take some time to do that risk uh, profiling on your own company. I think it would be really, really helpful. And then talk with your broker about it and see what kind of options are out there for you. I couldn't agree more. That's great advice. I would echo that from an IT standpoint. Talk yeah. to your current IT provider, current MSP. If you hear you're doing enough or we're doing everything we can, that's the wrong answer. There's right. always something more that can be done. You may make a decision not to buy more insurance or not to implement another cyber control, but just knowing what your options are and making that conscious decision about, no, I'm, I'm going to avoid that. What I don't like is, is uh, situations where after the fact, a business owner goes, you know, for, for $5,000 more in premium, I could have covered this. Um, yeah. particular type of event or if we had just taken this one additional step internally and implemented this control we could have prevented this attack altogether I, I want people to be aware of those incremental changes they can make and let the business make business leaders make those decisions so jeff that's great advice i yeah, really really appreciate you bringing that up yeah, uh, well, sure. i really enjoyed the conversation today um, i always enjoy talking with you i look Likewise. forward to our next conversation thanks very yeah. much have a great day jeff thanks for having me david if you enjoyed this episode of Empower Solid Project, please subscribe, like, and tell a friend. The Empower Solve Protect podcast is sponsored by Go West IT, your expert guide to the digital frontier.